This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Come on, football! Welcome in to another edition of Judd's Camp Notes here. Judd having uh, taken in all of night practice last night, having thrown fastballs at the ownership of the Minnesota Vikings at a press conference. Ah, arm hurts. Those fastballs. Yeah. Might need Tommy John. Yeah, sore sore shoulder, sore elbow from throwing those fastballs. So we'll dive into that here uh, momentarily uh, through Judd's camp notes. But the show is presented by our friends over at TCL, which has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And now we turn it over to Judd. You've been out there for virtually every uh, meaningful practice the last two weeks since training camp began. We yes, had sir. another night practice last night. The owners spoke, or was it just Mark, or did, did Ziggy run out there for a no, little Mark bit? No, Mark is now, Mark for like the last, it's actually a lot of years now, probably eight years has been the spokesman. So. Yeah. So yeah, back in my day when I when I was on the beat uh, for the Star Tribune, as if I may say so myself, the lead beat writer for the Star Tribune on the, the Vikings lead, beat, the lead. lead. So beat I writer. was like, yeah. move aside, move aside, move aside. All me, due me, respect me, me. to the others. You were yeah. the lead. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Chip dearly. You know that. But anyway, uh, back in those days, Ziggy would sort of give a state of the team, state of things address. Now that has transferred to Mark, who is at the microphone, a better public speaker. So it does make sense. Yep. And this started off with, you know, Mark talking about the fact that the team is going to take uh, measures to honor the late Bud Grant. They're going to wear a patch on their throwback jersey opening day. They're going to wear some type of insignia on their helmet throughout the course of the season. But this also gave us a chance to ask about the team, about the aspirations, about where things are at. Um as far as the practice goes, we'll get to that. It was not a padded practice. It was a stadium practice, and I'm not quite sure exactly why. It was basically a pseudo walkthrough with a little bit of football mixed in. Uh, but they're going to play in two days, so it's not surprising. Um, but probably the most probably the most important thing Mark was asked about, and just a couple of questions, but still important, is uh, Kirk Cousins' contract situation going the last year of his contract. 
And then also subsequently Justin Jefferson's contract. Now he obviously has two years left on his rookie contract, but we've been talking about this a ton and it's very important, which is he's eligible for an extension, which has not gotten done yet. Um, but I want to start with the, the sort of, the sort of just juxtaposition of these two comments that Mark Wilf made on these players. Uh, and Dex, if we can fire the Kirk Cousins comment when asked about that contract situation. Well, we feel great about the quarterback situation. Kirk's an outstanding leader. Um, he's led this team uh, incredibly these past few years, and uh, we're looking for great things for him in 2023. And um, I know there's discussions all the time on all these topics, especially quarterback. And I know Quasi and Coach are, are always uh, communicating with, with Kirk and everybody, but uh, we're real happy to have him uh, lead our team. Again, we're, we're just we'll leave that to Quasi and Coach to work through those discussions. There's always conversations on that, but our real focus is 100% on 2023 and uh, getting where we need to be and where I know we can be. Now, none of those comments are surprising. It's not like, oh, my God, I can't believe that, that the owner of the Vikings said those things. But I'm not sure about you guys, but I found it to be very interesting because to me that comment stayed on the same page because there was never a we'd like you know we'd love to keep him though right or we'd like to keep him so because he didn't say that you know i think that this really dovetails into what the organization is thinking which is there is like no other clear-cut plan right now and there is no like uh, would i be uh, shocked if kirk stayed here no i would not but do i think that this franchise is What's the term? Champing at the bit to keep Kirk? Like, we got to get, you know, privately. We got to get him locked up. Yeah. No, I don't. So I found this to be pretty much confirmation from the very top of the Vikings that the the decision on a quarterback is very fluid and that Kirk Cousins is in no way, shape, or form guaranteed of coming back here after this season. You know, and, and some of it's he's getting – you're not you're – not, when you're 34, 35 years old, you're not going to get a four-, five-year contract anymore. Tom Brady was, once he hit, like, age 35, was doing two-year contracts, two-year contracts, right? The greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, the Saints actually did this with Drew Brees. I don't know exactly how old he was, but Drew Brees, you know what, you know what it was? It was the same offseason oh. five and a half years ago where Kirk Cousins was a free agent and signed with the Vikings. Drew Brees was actually the, the highest profile and best quarterback on the market very briefly, and then he signed back with the Saints you know, like before the league year started. So, the, and, and what was Drew Brees at that time? Probably 35 and had a couple little injury issues, but they said, you know what, man, you are a Hall of Famer and, and we appreciate the Super Bowl that you put in our trophy case. But even with you, Drew Brees, let's just kind of see where we're at at the end of the 2017 season, whatever that was, and, and then we can take it from there. So I feel like, you know, a lot of people are like, on behalf of Kirk acting like he's being disrespected or slighted in some way, this is what happens oftentimes. And maybe him and his camp wanted a longer deal, a three, four, five year deal. And, and Quasi and you know, the Vikings front office said, we're not, you know, how many 35 year old quarterbacks get locked in for three guaranteed seasons. So, you know, I don't think it's disrespectful. I think it's just sort of what happens once you get to be this age as a quarterback. And we've seen it with some of the all time greats of this generation before. And I think, too, that it's probably smart, but if you follow the Vikings, it's – and I don't mean to say that Kirk is is the answer, and I don't mean to say that Kirk is a, a negative because I don't believe either one of those things. But I think as a Vikings follower, it's either 
exciting or a little bit scary because of the fact that the Wilfs are now, believe it or not, going into their 19th season, 19th season as owners of this team. We're nearly at 20 years. And in that time, they have not had a, in my opinion, quote unquote, franchise quarterback. I mean, Brett Favre was great for a year. It was great fun, but that was a, a dalliance. That was a, a risque Green Bay Packer showing up on our doorstep and us saying, come on in, right? Yeah, but but you think fan. about it, you know, Rick Spielman has basically acknowledged he largely got fired because he never found that guy. Teddy could have been, but we don't know. And that ended very unfortunately. But the point is, like, this is, this again is one of the most intriguing things to me. If, if you are a Vikings fan, this is one of the most intriguing things really in the course of this franchise's history and has been before, which is can this new regime find the guy? And can the guy be developed? A lot of questions there because you're probably not going to be bad enough to draft high enough unless you can trade up, which would be very difficult. But like, this is where, this is where it's a really interesting time as far as the franchise goes, to ask the question, can they finally solve a riddle that they really haven't solved since Tarkington? I don't know that everyone in the building and certainly fans views it as a riddle to be solved. I think I think a lot of people view it as that Kirk solved the riddle, especially now that he's been here for multiple contracts, sixth year in the NFL. You know, look at, I think it was uh, the NFL, it might have been part of the top 100 uh, like list that came out, but players voted on, the top quarterbacks in the NFL. And collectively, they had Kirk Cousins like sixth or seventh, the players in the NFL. We saw that ESPN.com article, or no, it was uh, Mike Sando's uh, annual athletic quarterback tiers where he surveyed 50 people in the league, executives, coaches, Mm -hmm. offensive coordinators, all these analytics people, right? And they had Kirk as like the 11th or 12th best quarterback in the league. So, you know, I agree with you. I think at some point you need. I want a 22 year old guy that can be the guy for like who's the Justin Herbert, who's the Joe Burrow. It would, right. it would be nice at some point to get that. But they have had a guy here for six years that's been one of the 10 to 15 best in the world. Players say he's sixth best in the world right now. So it's weird because you're right, but you could also make a case that it's more solved here than it is for half the teams or more in the NFL. And it's more solved here than it's been since, like, Fran Tarkenton or, I don't know, probably Fran Tarkenton in terms of, like, longevity for a really good starting quarterback. I love that point, but I guess what's vi- what's very, very clear is internally they don't agree. Because if they agree... They don't they, agree with what they I would, say, or, they, or, 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 they don't, or do you think there's people in the building that disagree? No, I think they other? don't... I think they don't agree with your point because, yes, as far as the, the past six years have not train wrecked. Some of them have not been great, but I don't think that they agree with your point or Kirk would have gotten at the tender age of what going on 35, he would have gotten an extension. He'd be extended right now. So like what they are, I will go back to this. And I think this is one of the things that Quazy and probably especially Kevin O'Connell told the Wilfs when they were hired for the job, which is, we can do this. We can find your 10-year guy, and to your point, Phil, who comes in at, at the age of 22, we can stop the cycle of, because the thing with Kirk is, Kirk was sort of the the Hail Mary pass himself of Rick Spielman saying, I can't find a guy, I'm just going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings, I think, with O'Connell are saying, hold on a second here, 
we know what we're looking at. This is going to be different. So I get your point totally. And yes, Kirk, this is not meant to say that Kirk is not, or that Kirk has been a train wreck. He has not been. It is to say, I think the, if you were to, if there was written down or, or if there's a secret Viking computer that you could hack into and see the Quasi O'Connell mission, like let's say there's five things on the mission. And number one is obviously yeah. a Super Bowl championship. Right up there would also be quarterback conundrum solved with 10-year starter, who we drafted probably, yeah. and who we keep under cap control for five years. Yeah. That's why yeah. I find this to be a really intriguing conversation. And, and I also think it took a little bit, and we'll one more thought on this, and we can move on to other notes here. But um, I think the first few years of Kirk, you know, he wasn't as good as he is now. He was a little hard to sort of get to know because he seemed like such a corporate quarterback. And now you fast forward and we've seen him, we've seen him get the coach that he needs. And we've seen him with the fourth quarter comebacks. We've seen him on the Netflix docu series. We've seen him in the community and he's, he's just connected more in the last two or three years. I feel like, you know, it's hard as an outsider for Minnesotans to embrace you fully, right? We love our homegrown people, homegrown drafted stars. And, but I feel like, his approval rating is so much higher now than it's ever been. It'll it, it, it's going to be really fascinating to see how this ends and when it ends, right? Because there's still another level. There's if he plays even better this year and they go deep in the playoffs or whatever, then he's coming back for at least two or three more years, almost certainly contractually, right? It's kind of it's kind well, of up to him if he plays his ass off this year. They're not just going to – I don't think they're just – now he's a free agent, so he can in theory That's go what sign I was gonna somewhere say. else. <laughs> I don't think he wants to, dude. I think he I think he loves it here. I think his family loves it here. I wonder if the Vikings would pay him, though. Like, he, he would definitely at that point in time take himself to market just to see, right? Unless the Vikings knocked his socks off. Drew Brees like, didn't. He, if the – interesting. I, I know Kirk has said he wants to finish his career here. I don't know that after – I mean, he clearly was spurned, right? Like, at some point in the spring – they said, we want this. And the Vikings are like, whoa, 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 can't. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I see Drew. I don't know if I actually see Kirk Cousins as connected to this franchise, although I don't think there's a problem. But I don't know if he's as connected to this franchise as Breeze had become to the Saints. It's an interesting question, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so note two off of that is the other significant contract that is in play here is obviously Justin Jefferson, who, as I said before, he's got two years left on his Rookie contract. Um, but here's where it gets to be in- intriguing. Have you been watching what's happened with the holdout of Bosa in San Francisco? He was drafted a year before Jefferson. Yep. He's now He is now going into his fifth year, which, of course, the Niners long ago picked up that option. But he's saying, I ain't playing on the final year of my rookie contract until I get an extension. So, and here's the interesting uh, part that goes, that flies in the face of what we talked about so much with the potential Daniil Hunter holdout. In this case, Bosa, because he's on his rookie contract, is fined $50,000 a day, but it can be forgiven. So if you're on your rookie contract, you can sit out and be like, hey, I'm going to sit out. Interesting. Okay. And then they can say, we do forgive those. Okay. And then at the end of the day, they can say, well, because you're on your rookie contract, remember that. Five hundred and fifty thousand that you lost. Here you go. It's back. So, the, the so there is immediacy. There is urgency to get this Jefferson Jefferson thing done. And I asked 
Mark Wilf, a two-prong question. I said, first of all, how important is it to make sure that Justin Jefferson is a Viking long-term because he obviously has become the face of the franchise? And second of all, because of the complex nature of this contract, how involved is ownership in this? Because this is, I believe my direct question was, you probably don't get involved in contracts a lot, Mm -hmm. but in this case, it's going to be a break-the-bank massive one. And here's his response which I found to be interesting as the, as I said before, the juxtaposition to what he said about Kirk, which was very noncommittal. He said, certainly Quasi and Rob Brzezinski and coach, everyone's working together on the contract, but we're certainly aware of it with the magnitude of this one meaning contract. Mm-hmm. And in general, we're certainly aware, certainly involved. And Justin Jefferson, we want him to stay as a Minnesota Viking. So what's interesting about that to me is there's way more of a commitment there which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, keep in mind, I think that that I think that revolves around at some point in time and Jefferson might be waiting on this. So Nick Bosa reportedly wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the National Football League when he signs his contract, which he has yet to do. There's a very good case to be made that Justin Jefferson has every right to say, "Hold on a second. Nick Bosa is great, but I'm better. I want more." So they're they're staring at each other. So it might be a stalemate. It might be a stalemate. So (laughs) long story short, this is like it or not. This is going to be a contract that is going to look like a quarterback contract, which gets us back to sort of the cousins thing and the fluidity of that one. Yeah. Which would be the question of if Kirk balls out, because you're going to sign Justin clearly, right? If Kirk balls out, can you afford what Kirk will probably ask for on the market when you're paying Jefferson like a quarterback? Therein lies a very interesting potential soap opera. Yeah, the whole uh, who's going to blink first because the minute one of those guys signs a contract, the next one's going to be for $5 more in like guaranteed money or whatever. So it's, but it, this is what's stupid. It's 100% ego and vanity at that point for the agent to say that I got. I got my guy the highest paid non-quarterback slot, even if it was for five minutes. And then the next guy took over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all Monopoly money at that point. So I would hope, it's a fun theory, I would hope that those guys aren't, like, dragging this out so that uh, they can get a nickel more than the other guy. But yeah, like, of course the Vikings are going to be more committed to the, the what is Jefferson, a 24-year-old who's the best yeah. player at his position than the 34-year-old but- who's, like, maybe the ninth best guy at his position. I guess my point, though, is it makes it makes a little bit of a sense of why they're more non-committal to Kirk. Because when I think what they have to do is get Jefferson done, take a deep breath, and say, "Okay, where do we go from here?" Just from a salary cap standpoint. Yes, because you've got all sorts of other decisions. We talked about like you got two edge rushers coming off yeah. your books. You know, you got to figure that out. Speaking of Justin Jefferson, by the way, we have. A fun new corner of scornorth.com slash shop that we unveiled yesterday. I saw a couple people. We got an email yesterday that like two or three people within the first hour of us mentioning this yesterday uh, swooped up one of the Justin Jefferson spotlight catch signed framed photos. So if you go to scornorth.com slash shop, you'll see two different sections. The merchandise where you can get your Before I Die, Victory Monday, you know, all sorts of uh, hooded sweatshirts and T-shirts, all that fun stuff. And then you'll see collectibles. 
And uh, boy, oh boy, this week we've got, like I said, the Justin Jefferson one-handed catch framed, signed. There's several available. So, you know, it's not like a, a bid for one. If multiple people, you want to get multiple for a family member, whatever. A Bud Grant signed and professionally framed photo. Judd's favorite movie is Slapshot. The cast of Slapshot signed a Slapshot hockey jersey. I just saw that. That was awesome. Amazing. So yes. scorenorth.com slash shop. Click on the collectibles. You can use the promo code SCORE to save 10% on all products site-wide. So we're very excited about this. Let us know what you think, and uh, you can help us grow Scorn Earth and Purple Daily um, if those items interest you. Let's also shout out our friends at Livia, helping people across the uh, Purple Daily community lose a lot of weight the last couple of years. Yep, absolutely. That includes Sports Dad right there on the left. Same guy on the right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a couple of years ago. I dropped 40 pounds thanks to... Thanks to a program that I'm going to tell you right now, it works and it helps you not only drop the weight, but it helps you keep the the weight off. And right now, if you join, you get three months for free. That's right. Three months for free. You call now. You're going to lose up to 10 pounds or more in the first couple of weeks. And you're on a three-month free plan to see what this program does, to see how well it works, to see what their dietitians and nutritionists can do and do on a daily basis for people all over who are trying to drop weight. Um, they've been vo- voted Minnesota's best weight loss program several times now, and it's this simple, 855-GO-LIVIA-LIVIA.COM, L-I-V-E-A.COM, uh, as Phil said. A ton of people who watch this show, who consume this show, have joined and had great success. And the last thing that's important to keep in mind is, even though they're based in the Twin Cities, if you are um, a PD fan outside the state, guess what? The whole thing can be done virtually. They'll, they've got some food, some snacks and stuff, but it's not a ton of stuff that they send you. You can zoom in for the sessions. It absolutely can be done from anywhere in the country. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. And uh, while we're getting healthy here, so about six years ago, I discovered AG1 products, and they've added a lot of value to my life over the years. Now I get to tell you about the experience I have had. So AG1 is like nutritional insurance to start your day. One scoop mixed with a bottle of water and you've got your full allotment of nutrients for the rest of the day. It takes the place of my multivitamin, even takes the place of a probiotic. 75 high-quality ingredients that give me important daily nutrients. And uh, it can be the first thing you drink in the morning. You just mix it with some water. You'll scoop the water or maybe it's more of a middle-of-the-day boost for you. So if you uh, are looking for a comprehensive solution for your supplement routine, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. Drinkag1.com slash purple daily. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Back to the camp notes. All right. So, as we all know, Sports Dad is also Sports Detective. And I would not be doing my Sports Detective job. Please sound the alarm. Inspector Zolgat. Oh, I like it even more. I'll give I you like the it even more. Yeah. Yep. 
I would not be doing my job as the sports detective if I did not bring up that once again last night in what was a shorts, a practice in shorts. They did do some like team drills, but you know, no contact, no nothing, no, no real risks involved. They were preparing for the game in a couple of nights. Um, TJ Hawkinson again took part in the individual stuff and then went in the locker room during the team stuff. Uh, this is now, so supposedly he's battling an illness of some sort. Okay. Okay. But he is, uh, he is a very large adult man that plays professional football. And I guess my question is, is this an illness or is it sickness of not having a contract extension? Wow. I think it would be unfair. And, and, and O'Connell has said an illness, but I'm sorry. This is the National Football League. It's the big boy league. And I feel as if we have to at least keep an eye on this very closely and talk about it. Because it's 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 not a coincidence that every time it feels like they start team drills where there could be, you know, if, if you run a wrong route and your knee goes or something, right? Yeah. Um, I buy he's been sick. I'm fine with that. But I don't buy that the sickness has forced him to miss team drills consistently for now. What do we go back to last Thursday or so? Yes, last Thursday. So, sports detective, let's just say he'd like to call some people in for questioning. I'd like to get them in the box and talk to them about exactly what's going on here. If you, just to take a sort of a different viewpoint on this for a second, it would be really hard being an NFL general manager. You know, you, you go through your draft, and that's hard enough, right, figuring out how to how to find players that aren't going to be busts, find a franchise quarterback. Like, the draft itself is a really hard thing to nail and oversee and all the trading and all the different yeah. stuff. Yep. But then you've got all these players all the time coming up on big contract decisions. You know, right now, if you're Quasi, you're trying to figure out, okay, uh, how much do we pay Jefferson? How much do we need to save cap-wise to make sure we have room for Derisaw? Do we give Hawkinson money for what we think he could be or do we play hardball saying well you're not really there yet you know like how much do you sharpen the pencil on that front Kirk Cousins I mean what a loaded plate that guy has right now trying to navigate this over the next month until the regular season yeah well and I mean he's got he's got help because Brzezinski's his cap guy and he's great at at what he does but to your book that's that's the point of like the whole Jefferson Kirk saw that's exactly right. Like you have to, you basically have to do the math in your head of what you can yeah. afford. And I'm just saying the Hawkinson thing now, um, DEFCONs go from five is good to one is bad or vice Correct. versa. I can't one, DEFCON one, one is bad. Is the worst. One is, bad. Oh, okay. is, one is more panic. So, yes. so, last, so, <laughs> so last Saturday, I'd say this was like a DEFCON uh, five, right? It's like, okay, he's probably sick, blah, blah. I got to put her at a three right now, two or three. But but don't you think, I mean, who knows what's happening behind the scenes right now, but don't you think that there's probably a discussion I'm, happening? Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. They I'm haven't sorry. just, like, forgotten about him, and he's I, like, ah, I guess I don't feel good. I misspoke. I'm at a, a three or four, so I'm not going with a two. Okay. I'm going with a th- but, but three. But it's pretty high. Th- three I mean, three, like three would mean the Air Force is ready to mobilize in 15 okay, minutes. Okay, then I'll, then, then I'll like stop at four. They're on the call. <laughs> then I'll stop at four. <laughs> okay, you're All I'm saying is that. I've moved it. Yeah, d- 
I'm sorry. I'll stop at four. You can put the red phone down. The red line can be put down. Uh, but this is definitely this is definitely crossed the line of. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's a, it's fine. It's too coincidental that his contract is. And you know what? I don't blame him. Like he's coming off a big year. He had he was what in his draft by the lines the eighth pick or something the ninth pick. He was a top yeah top ten pick. So sure. you know. Yes, yeah. I don't blame him. I think it gets done. I'm just saying it's worth, it's now worth monitoring beyond a shoulder shrug of, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's absolutely fine. Okay. All right. I love how, like, I was thinking last night would be, you know, this is a night practice and they wind up, like, doing nothing at practice. And yeah, it winds up just being all these contractual situations that lead the uh, the camp mm-hmm. notes. Rightfully so, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. On the field. Let's transition to some special teams because I think there's some questions on special teams. Yeah. First of all, um, we were told by special teams coordinator Matt Daniels that there most definitely is a kicker competition. And I believe I have said this before, but I will say it again. A year ago, I would have rolled my eyes. I would have been like, this is Greg Joseph's job. Just no, there's no competition. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Wright was brought in as competition at punter last year. He wore it number 66, and we all sort of scoffed and said, the pudgy punter ain't going to win this, and he did. So with that in mind, uh, until until they make a move here, I'm not going to assume that they aren't waging a kicking competition because, quite frankly, and I, I actually applaud this a lot, Greg Joseph deserves competition. He's done nothing not to have competition. Mm-hmm. This isn't the... We signed Ryan Longwell to a big contract. We're not going to bring in an extra kicker, right? Yeah. It makes no sense. He's our guy. This is a guy who, yes, made some, as Dex likes to talk about, some crucial kicks, but he also missed too many crucial kicks. And so, bravo Vikings. Yes, wage a competition here. And if Joseph wins it, that's fine. But the fact is, I until we see a move made here, I'm going to assume that this is a legit competition that's going to take a another step, and I think Joseph will kick at least at first on Thursday night, but it's going to take a step on Thursday night. So don't assume that Podlesny has no chance because I think he does have a chance. Don't you think that the preseason games, if you're ranking like which players and positions do preseason games matter most for, I would say the kickers are high on that list. You know, you get all these camp kicks and you've been tracking them, but if you go out there and you duck hook three field goals from inside 50 yards, you're probably getting cut. Mm-hmm. So and it sounded like uh, Daniel said that Joseph was going to get the brunt of the work in the Thursday game, so he'll probably get yep. the first opportunities for field goal attempts and kickoffs. Yep. To I'm guessing, and then they'll bring in Pod Lesney what in the second half or in other situations. So yeah, I, I think it's it's clearly it's still Greg Joseph's too loose. Like if you're if, if you're a betting person, he's the favorite right now, but he could obviously still lose this job. Yeah, yeah because I thought. I thought Ryan Wright a year ago was just a camp leg punter. Like, oh, we'll bring in this dude. And he, and when he won the job, I said, this team is taking special teams very seriously. And right. I like that. They should. Weren't you also concerned about his holding ability? Didn't you say that that was going to oh, be a big problem? Yeah. Yes, I was very concerned. because so was Greg Joseph's problem actually Ryan Wright's fault and not That Greg they Joseph's can hold. Fault. You know I, You know what? That We never got that, though. I think we asked about it, but we didn't get that. But that's a very good question. And now, and now with a year under his belt, I'm far more confident in right. I just think that the kicking, I don't think Greg Joseph 
while I agree with you, odds on favorite, I don't think that there's promise that he is, you are our guy. And there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We've got uh, a couple more minutes left here. Yep. Judd's camp notes. What else you got for us? Um, punt return. Punt return. We have an update on the punt return. Matt Daniels saying that um, while Jordan Addison, as we've talked about, has returned punts during practice, he is a backup candidate there. He, I think the long story, the long story short is he's going to play too much on offense. Um, he's yeah. clearly going to play a lot, which is great, but you don't take the guy that's going to play a lot on offense ordinarily and put him on returns, especially punt returns. So what we saw last night was this. Brandon Powell, who, as we discussed on our uh, breakdown of the the 53 that I did yesterday on Purple Daily, Brandon Powell, who I think is going to make the team and I think ultimately will return punts. Jalen Rager, who did it last year, I now think he's probably going to be cut unless – unless um, Jalen Naylor's still not back, so this has gotten sort of weird because he, he took part in the first practice. So Rager could make the team at first by default, but I yeah. I think Powell is your punt return guy. A kid by the name of – wide receiver by the name of Thayer Thomas who's not going to make the team. And then a guy who made two very nice catches along the sideline against Andrew Booth last night, passes from Nick Mullins. The last guy who got a chance on punt returns, Nikhil Harry, who was just signed and – by the way, gentlemen, looks far more like a tight end than he does a wide receiver. He's huge. He's, he's yeah, he's enormous. Like, he's I'm trying to think of other like remember David Boston? Wasn't he one of those guys oh, back yeah. in the day? You, you know who he's six foot four. The first guy I thought of, and I didn't look up his height and weight, so just an eye test thing. Mike Williams of the Chargers. Yeah. Seems big to me. So but Nikhil Harry, I've got the I um I was trying to find it. Nikhil was is like he is he is two you know forty five. I mean he is a big man. Yep. So uh, yeah, former first round pick. You know, Quasi loves these little these stocks. You know, these former first second round picks. But it might be something that Quasi loves to to throw those chips on the table, and then the coaching staff decides yeah, actually Jalen Rager probably shouldn't have been a top twenty overall pick in the NFL draft. Yes, absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. I'm just seeing if I can find it. Oh, 6'4", 225 on yeah. Nikhil Harry. Yep. David Boston was listed at like 6'3", 240 pounds. Oh, my like God. 20 Patriots, years ago. Right? With the Patriots? The Patriots? Let's see here. David, I think he was, uh, I think he attended Cardinals. Was he? Well, oh. he went to Ohio State. Yeah, because I, I remember watching him at Ohio State. He was the eighth Big overall guy. pick yeah, by the Cardinals. By the Cardinals. Okay. He play, and then he went to the, the Chargers. Chargers. And then the Dolphins. But now David Boston actually had, I forgot, I thought he was kind of a bust, but no, he actually led the league in receiving yards in 2001 <laughs> with 1,598 See? receiving yards. Nice. Big men can catch the ball too. Big box you out. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. And the last note, kickoff returns. So I don't know when he's coming back. Kane Wongwu remains out. In fact, during the walkthrough before the uh, press conferences yesterday, we saw him on a side field doing some work. So I don't know what's wrong. I don't know how long he's out, but he's been out for a fairly extended time now. So last night in the stadium, working on kickoff returns again, Brandon Powell and Dwayne McBride, which was a surprise to me because as Phil and I talked about, the Dwayne McBride thing is he fumbles a little bit too much, which is which is sort of tempting fate if you bring the ball out. Um, but I do think that it's worth keeping an eye on. I think Wang Wu makes the team, 
And I think he returns kicks for, from the people I've talked to. Uh, that being said, I do. I wonder if it's going to get to be a roster discussion of Brandon Powell can do two jobs. And he's going to play receiver, but he's not going to play a ton. So he mm-hmm. fits perfectly there. But this league is working so hard to de-emphasize kicks. I think it's going to be a discussion among teams. Like, Kane can return kicks. He's really good. But are teams going to, you know, take the fair catch at the five now? Are they going to take the – so there, I think there's a lot of questions from a special teams coordinator and, and head coach um, place here of what's our strategy? Because if our strategy is don't chance it, then your kick returner is devalued even more now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just want to say, wow, Judd Zolgad, two weeks of training camp, grinding. You've avoided sunburn. You've avoided uh, any sort of, like, you know, heat episodes. You're staying hydrated. You're probably providing uh, the best, most in-depth and accurate notes. We've heard some some people have hit us up saying, well, I was listening to some other show or another radio station or whatever it is, and like they were saying things that just weren't correct. We only trust Judd's camp notes from now going forward. Oh, that's what people are saying. I'm emotional. Thank you very much. Yeah. I can't believe there'd be false Vikings narratives out there. False Vikings profits? Never. Oh. Uh, real quick, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So Federated's been around for over 100 years. Uh, 1904, I believe, is the first year that they that they uh, put a shovel in the ground and uh, started working for you business owners out there. So Federated's corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making, not only for them, but for your business. So if you're looking for just better frontline protection, better peace of mind as a business owner, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right. Day off from camp, and then uh, the Vikings play their first preseason game tomorrow night. We're not going to do a late-night vent line for that, but we are going to come back in the morning on Friday live at 10 o'clock on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, 10 o'clock Central Time. So, uh, And then we'll have all sorts of stuff. Write that down predictions today between now and then as well. Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.